Welcome to Fashion Forum, a podcast brought to you by the British Fashion Council. I'm Caroline Rush, Chief Executive. Today we bring you a series of conversations highlighting the relationship between the creative industries, celebrating not only fashion designers, but also the broader creative community, all of whom play a vital role in our industry's culture and reputation, promoting British creativity on a global scale. Hello, I'm Richard Malone, a designer, a multidisciplinary type person from Wexford in Ireland, and I have a label based here in London, and I am delighted to be with my friends Nell Kalanji and Bernie Yates, and who have very interesting perspectives on education and are doing really important things, and I've been lucky enough to work with. And I will let them both uh, introduce themselves, if that's okay. Yeah, hi, Richard. And um, thanks very much for inviting me along um, to have this conversation. Uh, Very timely and really important conversation about um, art education. So I'm Bernie Yates and um, I've known Richard. Obviously, Richard studied at Central St. Martins and that's where I work uh, in a team called Insights. Um, And I guess we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later on in the conversation, uh, Richard. So my role is to help young people, uh, mainly from low income families, um, access and progress onto either FE education or HE education so hi and I'm looking forward to the conversation Richard. Hi and I'm uh, now Kalonji and I'm a freelance stylist and a, a senior fashion editor at large at another magazine and Richie and I work together on his shows uh, half now for a couple of years and I've recently um, been part of a group of people who started a new initiative called um, Rubric Initiative and our goal is to um, demystify and diversify the fashion industry because obviously I think we can all agree that that is very much needed and very overdue and yeah I'm very much looking forward to it and it's really nice to meet you Bernie because I've heard much about you so so (laughs) likewise likewise (laughs) so uh, the first thing is the importance of mentoring which is both I, I suppose for me it was really important in CSM I guess I came from a not from England and I think getting in was quite hard like obviously but then also the kind of bureaucracy of sort of getting funding if you're not from the UK and funding your studies which was kind of the first hurdle and I know that you were when I worked at CSM with Bernie after I graduated it was called Pinsharp and it was it was a kind of very young group of people and I guess the further I go into fashion industry I think how important it is to educate people about fashion in so many ways from a very young age how important do you think it is to to have that kind of broad understanding at a young age. So, I mean, yes, we start from a very young young age in Insights. And as I said, Insights is part of the uh, broader label that the government call widening participation. So every university has some shape or form of widening participation. The way we, we run it at UAL, it's very much based on outreach. So we work an awful lot, as you said, Richard, with um, schools, Um, And we work with primary schools all the way through to secondary schools. And I think the conversation we have with young people um, is really important around educating them 
about the creative sector and not educating them, but as far as we can, having conversation with their parents too. Because a lot of our work is around social mobility. And as you know, from studying at university, Richard, you're studying with some quite, uh, particularly at UAL and CSM, wealthy students um, who also have uh, many, many uh, barriers and problems of their own. I'm not saying they don't, but with us, it's very much around the financial barrier. So I think certainly at a young age, it's about having those conversations with um, young people around aspirations, confident building, and just letting them know that, you know, if they want to go into the creative sector more more you know into the fashion industry how and where and how broad that sector is and that it is accessible to anyone uh, and that financing shouldn't be a barrier so I think yes having those conversations you know in year six and then going through to all the other years GCSEs the type of qualifications they can take that will help them uh, it's getting more and more difficult in schools now to study art um, so what's also really important as well as the mentoring is running uh, the youth sector and you know youth clubs and uh, different art provisions for young people it's really important that uh, local boroughs and councils are rolling these out across London and the UK uh, just to support young people on studying art and again like I say giving them insights into um, how massive the creative sector is and that you know they shouldn't be facing any barriers and if it is financial how we can um, support on those kind of things. That's kind of interesting as well because I do feel there's a, a funny point when you leave St Martin's or you leave your university and you're kind of in a you have to then place yourself in an industry and you don't know much about careers and, and you know what what kind of jobs you can even have in fashion. Um, and that's why I guess rubric initiative is really important because it is independent as well and it brings together people from, you know, a really different backgrounds and also like different perspectives, things that you wouldn't necessarily know about, like art directors, stylists. Um, so Nell, do you want to talk a bit about yeah. rubric and how that's kind of... Yeah, I mean, I can couldn't agree more with what Bernie was saying. I think it's, it's that sort of, when we started planning rubric initiative, we also thought it's about like how can we reach kids at a certain at a young age um to I feel like a lot of people look at the fashion industry and it feels like something that's so unachievable it's like it's like you you know like yeah. saying I want to work in fashion is the same as saying I want to be the president of the United States you know it's like that's never going to happen and actually and actually it shouldn't be like that and I think that a long for a long time in our industry um this sort of like the mystery and this sort of around it has um you know, it has just uh, just helped. Like it's kind of like this mystery has provoked like this sort of elitism as well. And I think if we and it it was seen as not being it's not chic to talk about like you know about money and I talk about like this the lack of transparency. You want to you don't talk about this, you know. And I think we want to really work against it, and we also want to work on shining light on. Uh, lesser known but equally as important jobs in the industry because it's you know I think I, I'm, a lot of it started from my own from my own journey where I I originally started fashion studied fashion design and because I grew up in Austria and I was I was like well if you're in fashion if you want to work in fashion you have to be a designer and so I did that and I realized very quickly that I'm not very good at that 
And I was like, this is not for me. Oh my God. And then, you know, I was, I was lucky enough that I had a very supportive, supportive parents, but especially a very supportive mother who helped me and encouraged me to find ways and like find, you know, other directions in that. But there's so many other jobs out there if you are good in like I know it could be as 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 broad as like if you're good in math or if you're good in physics there is sectors that you can work in yeah and I don't think that you know people think about like I want to work in a beauty part of a of a brand or I want to be the nose for a brand and work on their their scents and stuff like that or I want to be like a CEO um you know I want to be a PR um yeah. all these jobs are incredibly important and I don't think that um people really talk about them or know about them and I think another thing so rubric is was came from that point on one side but also we you know we're focusing uh, a lot on um on getting kids from black Asian and ethnic minority backgrounds into the industry because from my own experience you know I come from you know, a middle-class family, uh, first, I'm first generation, I was first generation, um, brought up in Austria and born in Austria. And uh, my father is a very, you know, educated man and, you know, studied at university, he's a very intelligent man. Uh, but when I said to him, I want to be in fashion, he was like, uh, are you kidding me? And he was like, he was like, sorry, what? He was like, do you think I got to this, I came to this country for my kid to have a better education and a good, you know, and then you go and you play fashion? (laughs) Absolutely not. And he, and he didn't, essentially he didn't talk to me for six months. And, you know, I have a very good relationship with my dad now and he's very proud of me now, but it's because I didn't have the tools to tell my parents, you know, if, you know, he's like, you have to study economics or you have to study medicine. And I'm, I didn't have the tool or the knowledge to yeah. say, you know what, if I can make it in this industry, whatever my, pa- you know, whatever it is, if I'm like, you know, want to be a makeup artist, look at Pat McGrath's paycheck, you know, she ha- it's much bigger than the GP's paycheck, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, it's obviously like a very big example, but in general, I just think that you know, we want to give the kids also the tools to talk to their parents and parents the, the tools to like understand what what the possibilities in this industry are. So I think, you know, which that's that's how it all started. A hundred percent. I think that's what, when I talk about, you know, educating the young people and having those conversations with their parents as well. It's really important. And we can do talks in, in year six assemblies and then they can take those conversations back to their parents. And it is extremely exciting at the moment how this sector is growing in terms of all these different possibilities mm. in fashion, like you said, you know, from styling to, to PR to business uh, and the marketing side side of things and I think you're right every young person well nearly every young person is like <laughs> I love fashion I want to be a fashion designer you know and, and then when it comes to to drawing and and you probably even see saw them at, at university uh, Richard when it comes to drawing pattern cutting and all of those sort of skills they just don't have the yeah. mindset for it so it'd be better placed like you're saying now in in a different yeah. part of the industry I think absolutely 100% fantastic initiative the sense of community was very I was very like yeah. very um, emotional about it yeah you know? definitely and that's something that you really I think have to find and one of the like I always thought the first barrier for me was the money part really changes your journey into education because if you're in a loophole like the example for me was I was coming to the UK sorry to study and the I wasn't entitled to the grants or the funding from the EU for the first year so in order to pay the fees which at that time were three thousand pounds I had to take out a credit union loan 
And when I said to them, you know, in a sort of normal run downtown in Ireland, I was like, oh, I want to use the money to study fashion design. They were literally like, what are you talking about? You know, I'd come <laughs> and they were like, what's your experience? And my experience had been these wild projects that I'd been doing and like, you know, studying A-levels and doing loads of them and then working on building sites with my dad. And they were literally like, how are you going to, you know, go and do fashion? And if they hadn't signed that loan off, you know, I couldn't have gone essentially because there weren't scholarships then. And I do worry that when they upped those fees to £9,000, they just got rid of a whole generation of designers. So these initiatives are so important. And the idea of sort of, I think, finding your community, you know, like finding people who you can talk to about work and understanding that there's, you know, crossovers in everyone's work and creating that environment. And I think education really gives you that in a way that I guess you don't realise because you work in sort of high pressure and environments and one of the questions that the BFC have here is is there is there other ways into education other than you know studying at a university or doing a BA or an MA and and that's kind of interesting because I was sort of in that position and I thought oh could I just do internships forever but also then there's the question of money and internships are often very only often they're only open to people with the funds to kind of be supported so I think that conversation you know the other barriers and also how do we maintain this and kind of change things for the next generation but I think that's interesting that that we asked the question you know how important is university um especially if you're looking at studying in the fashion sector um and I think probably since probably since the pandemic and and, and maybe a little bit before I mean you talked a little bit about finding your family and your community I think an awful lot of, of that is happening right now and obviously initiatives like yours now are really helping with that but I think there's an awful lot of people meeting on social media gathering collaborating and coming up with schemes and initiatives where actually some of them haven't been to university maybe some of them have and they're setting up businesses and their own academies if, if you want to call them academies but they're actually setting up businesses with families and networks that they all kind of have something in common with and and they're creating their own kind of educational journey with that so I think more and more now we are seeing and you know whether it's a financial thing or just literally the fact that now it's so much easier to set up a business and a brand by collaborating with somebody, setting up a magazine and editorial, getting all the different peoples to work with the photography, the styling, the fashion, the garments, all the interdisciplinary. So I think there is perhaps a lot more of that happening. I'm not saying there isn't still a place for university, but I think now there's much more availability with social media for younger people to set up businesses straight from school. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you guys think about that, but I, I certainly see a lot more of it happening. Yeah, I mean, I think, do you think the same now? Because you you did study fashion I, design, you know, and you had a very different I had a way. very different way. And I mean, I did study <laughs> fashion design, um, but I didn't study fashion design at a very um, prestigious school in su as such, you know. Um, I actually, I actually applied for some months, but I didn't get in. Um, I got to like, the, I don't know, round two or something. And there was like, a, my English wasn't good at the time. And like, I was, you know, there was a lot of like barriers there for me that I, you know, and maybe also because I, I uh, applied for a fashion design course and my path is not to be a fashion designer. So, you know, that is, yeah. that was probably quite good in hindsight that that didn't happen for me. Um, yeah. But I do, you know, I don't want to, there is this thing though, for me it was, I, I was very deflated by that because I, 
everyone I looked up to went to St. Martin's and I was like, this is the school. I, I can only go to this school. I'm not, I didn't even apply to any of the other schools in London because I was like, it has to be St. Martin's or nothing. And I think what is, what, when I got here in the end, after like this whole like journey, finding out what a stylist even was, um, and then finally got to London because I did the same thing again where I was quite stubborn in that sense. I applied for an internship at Dazed and Confused and I, and my mother was like, why don't you apply at all these other magazines? And I was like, no, but there's no point. I was like, very much like, there's no point in applying at any other magazines because I only want to work there. So, you know, and then I worked there and I got there and I realized really quickly what the, what the beauty about St. Martin's was is that the community that you get with it. I started at Dazed and I met Katie Chillingford and, and I saw the community that she had built around with Gareth Pugh and Matthew Stone and like all these people around. I thought that was, and I, that, that is something that I feel like I, I missed out on. I missed out on like a lot of things, not going there obviously, but like that sort of thing, that community sense. But I think you are right. That is something that is happening now, you know, through social media and you see people who are like, what I find really beautiful is that you see younger people coming up now and they're taking their peers with them. Like whether that is, you know, you have a stylist who is becoming a bigger, 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 you know, more successful person. And he's working with the same casting person and the same hairstylist and the same makeup artist that they, they yeah. did like little test shoots with at the beginning, you know, in their like houses with their own clothes. Mm-hmm. And now these people are shooting for like together as a community shooting for like Vogue Italia. You know, and I think that is really, that is something that we're seeing much more. And I think that is really important and we really want to encourage that more. So Um, I do not, but I do also not want, I don't want to say that universities are not important. I think St. Martin's is a really special place. And I had the luxury of afterwards going in just for like doing research. But I think that the, Mm. the money transparency, which is also something that we are trying to tackle, um, uh, it, with this initiative is that's the that's the biggest barrier I think that sort of you know I yeah. didn't have to go to university maybe in my case but what was really hard was the first couple of years of like the learning by doing was all like self-financed and I I mean I got into so much debt through it you know it was it's scary actually if I think about it now it's quite scary how much debt I got into you know um so that is something that I think is is the it's one of the biggest barriers. It's yeah. risky, right? And it's it's really hard. I think for me, it's hard to go back to like your parents. And when I was studying, it was like a, the global recession. My mom was on what's called benefits here. My dad was out of work because he's a painter and decorator. And you're like, oh, I'm with students who get like allowances, you know, and I, I'm trying to find your voice. Like one of the things I find with insights is you're in a kind of community that you already know. So you have the confidence yeah. to speak. Because when I first went to St. Martin's, I remember day one, we had to do a summer project. I have not, I was not a fashiony person at that point, really. And I stood up, I was the first one to go and I stood up and I showed my work and it was like all of these sculptures and nudes of me. And I just thought this was like, oh, we're pushing the boundary of fashion. It was loads of like li- literally naked pictures of me with these massive things on my head that I filled <laughs> in my dad's yard. And they were, I seen the look on their faces and they were like, what have we let in here to women? And then everyone that came after me got up and they were very sort of, they'd done a foundation, very polite sort of other, like upper middle class. Like a lot of the girls could really talk about like political things that happened in the 70s or art movements. And then they'd have made like a white shirt. And I was like, 
how can you like how why did you make a white share like I just don't understand and I think that journey was so tricky as well because in between that um the experience is like I, I I guess I just didn't know it you know and there is a certain language to it that I think people come to and as a student I think that can make you feel so intimidated and like you lose certain confidence but then CSM the community that I found through that actually are like that's your strength that where yeah. you grew up is really important to you and that's actually Absolutely. it's not privileged in the sense of money but it's incredibly privileged in that it's a different perspective and I think now we're seeing that where people are really looking at other people's perspectives and going oh that's really important and valuable and that's what gives you a design eye or you know it makes you a better stylist mm-hmm. or an art director you have all these experiences and landscapes maybe that you grew up with. I think what you said earlier Richard is is really important about language and about you know again this comes down to a lot of young people being confident and thinking if they're going to go to university they have to speak in a certain type of language. I've even seen young people trying to change the way they speak and add in vocabulary even if they don't <laughs> know what the words mean just because they think this is what you have to do when you're university but exactly as you say and and you know fashion at central st martin's really helps you Mm. find your voice and your identity Uh, and it is tough because as you say uh, richard you're not being taught every day and in fact a lot of us say if we teach we failed Mm -hmm. it's not about that it's about giving you that platform to find yourself and and find your family if you like Um, but certainly with insights that's what we do. And when we meet all the young people and we have these conversations, as you know, Richard, when you've worked with us, it's about letting them have their own voice and letting, letting that voice develop however they want it to develop, but having the confidence to speak in their language. But also going back to foundation, I think maybe you mentioned that a lot of students had done foundation and that you hadn't. I'm a great advocate for foundation because I think it really gives you an insight. You can get that diagnostic insights. So I, I do think the foundation's great. And I think, like you said, Richard, a lot of students who have done it are a lot more confident and, and have a, a voice. Did you do a foundation? No, though? I mean, I actually, I, no, <laughs> I actually studied, <laughs> nah. nah. <laughs> uh, I wish, but honestly, I wish I had because, um, I studied economics, funny enough, for about three months. That was when I was still trying to, you know, become that, the daughter that, you know, to my father that he would, the good daughter. daughter. So I sat there for three months and uh, we paid the tuition and I, day one, I was like, what the hell am I doing here? And they stand, I went and had their statistics courses. And I was like, I don't, I literally, it's like somebody speaking in a different language to me. I don't understand. And I, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm quite a sensitive person. So I got, got myself into like a mental state and that I, I, I thought I was like getting up, get felt really ill. I had to go to hospital and blah, 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 whatever. And it came out that it was all just stress and emotions. They were like, there's not, we don't know what's wrong with you. And I was like, it's all just stress and emotions because I was obviously doing something I wasn't meant to do. And I was so unhappy you know, to please please my parents. parents. And then my mother actually did that thing where she was like, she was like, okay, well, no, I'm not having this. Cause she, and this is actually the funny thing. My mother, when I said to my mother, okay, I'm going to study economics. She was like, you sure about that? <laughs> He's like, I'm not sure. Yeah, she, she knew. knew. They always she knew. Know. She was like, what about something like, what about arts or what about yeah. art history or what about? And I was like, no, you know, my dad's right. I'm going to do economics and I'm going to be like, you know, it's going to be great. And then when 
I got when so when I got then I was sick and then I and then she she said to me like okay I'm not having any of this anymore and she took me out she was like you're not going back there what's the point and then she actually went to a went to a point where I we didn't tell my dad that I wasn't studying yeah so instead I didn't I didn't like I I started working and I did a night school um of um it was like and it wasn't a fashion foundation but it was more like an arts foundation course uh but it, you know, it wasn't at a university, it was a night school. So it wasn't, you know, like something very established or whatever, but it's just, it's just confirmed that I was, even if that wasn't my path necessarily, but that yeah. I was feeling much happier in the creative, creative. world. And then yeah. I only told my dad, actually, yeah. when the next tuition came up and he was like, oh, when, when are we going to pay this? And I was like, yeah, don't bother. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe just don't, don't pay, pay that. that. <laughs> Maybe just don't. don't pay that <laughs> three months later. <laughs> um, you know, so... I, I yeah I've never done it but I do also I totally agree I, I think that is it's such because as you as we said from the beginning like we don't know the variety of the jobs that are in there in this industry or in yeah you know and or whether or also to be like you know what actually maybe this is just a hobby and maybe I do actually want to go and study English you know if I did when I because when I came I was in Wales originally and I was doing like sculpture things and I was making like performance pieces and putting them on in the street in Wales because I was I was very young and then I fancied my boyfriend, who later became my boyfriend, a boy who was in foundation. We were the same age. And then I went and joined, basically, I didn't actually officially leave that course to join foundation, but I was always in foundation. Like I did all of the classes for that since like November until that April, I was doing the life drawing. I was doing the sculpture. I was like casting stuff. I don't know what I was doing, but I wasn't in the course <laughs> that I was registered for. And then when I came to um, applying for CSM that year, when we were putting in the, I was had to like, say, well, what they were like, what, what were you doing for the last eight months? And I was like, I was just hanging out with my boyfriend and his friends, and <laughs> we really wanted to make fun work. And now here we are. And that was probably the best decision I made. You know, like quitting something can also be such an empowering thing to do. To be like, that is actually mm. shit. I'm just leaving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we yeah. had some, there's the last question of, uh, does anyone have advice for someone who wants to come generally, I guess, into the fashion or creative industry? What advice would you give to them? Ooh. Well, my biggest advice is, you know, learn about the industry. And like we said at the very beginning of our conversation, you know, we work a lot with year sixes and their parents and talk about the creative sector. And and like you said now, you know, all the different opportunities that are open to you now. You know, I mean, we've got the textile industry, which is mm-hmm. growing massively. We've got biotext. You know, we've got designers growing fabrics and all sorts of things happening in laboratories. So, you know, I think there's absolutely so many possibilities. And for me, it's about getting young people to understand that. Have a look in their local areas. You know, there's loads of youth clubs that offer art facilities, art courses and projects. Universities offering like we do with insights. Saturday schools, there's the fantastic National Saturday Club. There is lots of different initiatives out there that are free for young people to hook into, um, both London and and UK um, broad and I think it is understanding what the industry is you all think you want to be in fashion and and it's not just Mm. about being a fashion designer as we've said all along there are so many different aspects to this and don't let money be a barrier 
you know, um, because some of our best and, and ever um, designers have come from, you know, very low income families and done incredibly well. So really learn the industry and um, just be curious. And when you get to 18 and, and year 13, apply for a foundation in your area, wherever you live or at UAL, because I think that will really help you. Yeah. I agree with all of that. And, um, you know, this is like, I think, I guess what I would say add to that is like, even like later on, if you, even if you have already joined the industry, I think a lot of things that I have experienced and a lot of things that I see in, in uh, a lot of the, like my mentees now, or uh, just, you know, designers that I work with and stuff like that is, it's that you fall in a, there's number one, it's a sort of imposter syndrome that you feel like you don't have a place here that everyone goes through and, <laughs> you know, don't ever think that you're the only one who has it because I still have it. I'm mm -hmm. sure that, you know, like everybody still has it. Even if you're the head of a house, big design house, you still have the imposter syndrome that, you know, it's that's, you're not alone with that, but also um, to just what I think the importance of finding your voice is that is such a powerful thing. What you've, what you've said yeah. Bernie, before as well. And like, that's something that's great that, you know, St. Martin's always supports that very much. So, um, because I think we kind of like sometimes fall into a trap where we compare each other, uh, we compare ourselves to other people and to each other and like stuff like that. And that's something that I had to learn coming, not coming from a res you know respected school or not having like, not knowing, not having friends in the industry, not actually having any friends in this country, you know, um, it's, it's, it's hard, mm. but the most what I've seen what is so beautiful is and I'm still on that journey now and I've been in this industry for 14 years is when you find your voice and you claim your voice that's what and that's what we see is what brings success whether that is I mean for me like I mean Abe Kamara for example as you know you you know you are friends as well with him and and it's he's a really good example of that and he like mm -hmm. you know that sort of Definitely. thing that he is doing he's his inspiration comes from his background and everyone's background is like what you said Richie everyone's background has something to give and that is that is your voice yeah. and don't try and be don't try and yeah. be it don't try and be like lots of welcome but don't try and be me yes. like, it's like you know you everyone yes. has when you find that voice which is going to be a long journey that's when you have success I think you have to be a very brave yeah. I think that's so important mm -hmm. um, and you have to mm -hmm. try and be very open I think that for me, when I was going through education, I kept a lot of things from my parents about what I was, you know, what my projects were, even though they are the ones who experienced it. And I think you have to be open with your intention of what you want to study and how you want to learn. And don't forget that your parents are going to be extremely proud of your path, I think. And they're also, they were young people too once. They're going to be so excited by what you're going to do. You know, they might not understand the language around it or the education or the structure that exists within it. But when you make work, they'll recognize your voice first. You know, it's, it's kind of a voice that you share with them. And I think finding a community is so important, having a, a friendship group yeah. and yeah, not being frightened mm. of it. I mean, you can work a part-time job and do it all. I mean, I worked in a Weatherspoons, I worked in Whistles, I worked in, I did- Class, yeah, always <laughs> classy, Richard. Always classy, yeah. I did it all. <laughs> and also like reach out to people because people, everyone I know, not a, actually, this is incorrect. Not everyone in fashion is, <laughs> kind and nice that's fair they, people yeah. are not but the generation now I think have worked very hard to get where they are and they're very open and like the people who I work with I consider really close friends and I don't really want acquaintances around me so I think it's nice to have 
a real core group of people yeah. who you can rely on and who are open and yeah. who will respond to you and who will help you and will guide you. And I think that everyone's really open to yeah. doing that now. So, yeah. well, I think that's kind of everything. And then I hope loads of people reach out and I hope that everything becomes much better for everyone. Yeah, so thanks very much. Thank guys. you. Fashion Forum is a co-production between the British Fashion Council and In Talks With Productions. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review and share it with your friends. If you'd like to find out more and join the conversation on social media, then head to londonfashionweek.co.uk or at London Fashion Week. 